This is the Honest CEO Show, hosted by the Honest CEO, Caroline Kennedy. Get ready to be informed, inspired, and motivated by the honest stories from passionate, extraordinary business people who share their ups and downs and their learnings on the journey to building success in business. Good morning, and today my guest is Alicia Stevenson. She's the winner of the 2015 Telstra Young Business Women's Award. Welcome, Alicia. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. Now, Alicia has gone from training to become an Australian Army platoon commander to education manager at Women's Prison. Alicia today is the founder of um, a few businesses, PMP Training Company and Stevenson's Consulting. And we're going to hear a little bit about those uh, businesses later on as we chat to Alicia. So congratulations on your achievements to date, Alicia. You've, you've really achieved a lot for such a young woman. <laughs> Thanks. Sometimes it makes you feel not so young. But uh, yeah, no, it's been really, really good. I've had a lot of support, so I'm really lucky. Yeah. Now, winning the Telstra's Young um, Victorian Young Businesswoman's Award last year, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, congratulations on that. It certainly is an achievement. Tell me, what did you learn about yourself during the experience? Uh, well, actually, I learned a lot. It's really intensive. Anyone that's been around the awards process will let you know that it's very, very intensive and you learn really quickly uh, the importance of things like composure and media <laughs> and uh, public speaking <laughs> and all those sorts of great things. Uh, but I think the thing that I learned most was that the things that I do, uh, you know, as a running my own companies are actually pretty cool, you know, and the things that I was achieving uh, and that I am achieving now are actually pretty great, you know, and uh, you need to take stock sometimes when you run your own companies. And I know everyone says give yourself a pat on the back, but it's really, it's true. You know, you need to slow down and, and, and say, yeah, that that's that's pretty good. I did all that and that's pretty good, you know, so... That's what I learned. Uh, not that I can put it into practice, but I certainly learned it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's really important because especially um, women in business, we're so busy doing that we forget to stop and reflect on what we've already achieved. That's it. And for most of the women that I spoke to, the reason why it sort of became apparent to me that fact was a lot of us, when we spoke to each other, had this great guilt factor about being in, in business or running our own companies. Like, you know, like we sort of hadn't accepted yet that we belong on the playing field. And I know that's a pretty bold statement, but, um, you know, uh, our traditional roles, like, you know, being partners, being mothers and things like that, um, you know, they were still causing a lot of guilt inside that group of, of really high-achieving women. And I found that really fascinating. Yeah, I agree with you and I can actually relate to that. Being a mum of a six-year-old and having yeah. worked since he was a young child and being quite successful as a, a CEO, I know that, you know, I struggle with that guilt of I'm going to work or I can't be there on Mother's Day or, you know, yeah. there are a lot of yeah. things. But I think it also makes you a better mother and a better person to do what you love and to be fulfilled on a regular basis as well. Yeah, that's it. And also learn to handle a certain amount of stress. I think that's really important, especially these days, you know, where we're, everything's sort of now, now, now. And, you know, people talk to me a lot because of the capacity of what my, one of my companies does, which is SEO and websites. They talk to me a lot about, oh, do we have to have someone 24-7? And so it's all this sort of driving force that, you know, that you need to learn how to handle. And I think, 
you know, for those of you like yourself who have children, I, I myself don't have any kids, but for those, you know, that do have children, you need to learn to deal with a certain amount of pressure and stress from external sources that's now even more than, you know, much more than it used to be, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about, um, let's, I'd love to talk to you about your businesses and in particular, we'll start with Stevenson's Consulting. So tell me a little bit about that. What are you doing there? Yep. Uh, well, Stevenson Consulting was kind of born of uh, myself. I was working in the in the prison system, in the women's prison as the education manager at the Danesville Cross Centre. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was running the education department there, which uh, came under the auspice of Kangan Case. And uh, I finished up with that after a two-year contract. And uh, after I got out of that, I decided that I really I really wanted to work for myself and do something, you know. I mean, most people do that. After a little while working somewhere, <laughs> you, you get out and you think, that's it, I'm going to work for myself. So, you know, that's not the great revelation unto itself. But, uh, but I a lot of people don't I, do it, though. Yeah, yeah so. true. <laughs> I'm going to blame that one on stupidity. I was young enough then that I, I had no, no concept at all of what running a business meant. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, the blinders are on and I kind of charge forward with it. And sometimes that works out fantastically, like in my case, and sometimes it crumbles in a heap. But, uh, yeah, no, I learned very, uh, you know, it's been a pretty steep learning curve. So that kind of started in 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started doing RTO services, so, you know, um, instructional design, writing training for different training packages uh, coming in and, you know, basically getting uh, private RTOs online, um, you know, helping them to set up learning management systems and all that sort of stuff. So bridging that generational gap that we saw a lot, you know, case there tends to be, you know, the average age of the teacher tends to be a little bit older. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they are sort of forced to, you know, start using, um, you know, technological materials and things like that. And, you know, they, it's kind of like a standoff between them and management, you know, where they're not giving the appropriate training. So, of course, they're like, I don't want to do that. So, you know, coming in and kind of repairing that and, and trying to get everyone on the same page. Mm. So I worked as a change agent for a long time. And then I kind of found my really my true passion, which was um, uh, websites and SEO, which I really, really enjoy. Um, and, you know, things consulting did really well setting up uh, RTOs from scratch. Yeah. So uh, I got employed by a couple of really big companies uh, that sort of gave me my, I guess you call it big break, mm-hmm. and I set up RTOs from start to finish for them and got them registered and did it as a single person. So that got my name out there kind of pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> after that I got, yeah, after that I got a, um, you know, a lot of jobs and a lot of calls because it's, it's a big job, but it's actually easier if you do it as a single person. Um, and so, yeah, then uh, recently, so as in probably – Start of last year, I decided that uh, after getting ripped off several times by website and SEO people and all that sort of stuff, I decided <laughs> that uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, getting quoted fifteen thousand dollars to do a website and stuff. Yeah, um, I decided that uh, I'd get together a couple of blokes that I know that I went to university with that are really, really, really smart and really on the mark, and we get together and now we make up Stevenson Consulting. And, uh, yeah, we, we advertise our services and we charge for every service that's on Stevenson Consulting one flat rate, which is 65 bucks an hour, regardless of what we're doing for you. Oh, wow. That's great because it varies so much out there, doesn't it? The, the price points yeah. and even the skill set. And um, it's like disrupting the, the industry a little bit um, when you offer that flat fee, <laughs> isn't it? You know, like lawyers oh, do yeah. now. <laughs> 
Yeah, you get some great emails from, from rival competition, you know, about, uh, you know, they send you emails saying you don't understand business, which I always love those ones. Um, they, they, you know, you, it does, you know, it invites a lot of backlash when you do things a little bit differently. But the reality of it is that setting up SEO, setting up online marketing, setting up a website for someone with the software that's available now is not rocket science. Yeah. You know, uh, it's really not. You know, it used to be, don't get me wrong, it used to be incredibly difficult. Uh, you had to have an in-depth understanding of code and, and everything else and, and really an eye for instructional, sorry, for web design. Mm. But now, you know, the way that we do it, you know, we use uh, WordPress or Wix or preset uh, web templates. Yep. Easy. And it doesn't take long at all. And we have an eye for it. We know what we're doing. And really, you know, we've charged from the start. Um, I think it was $50 when Zero first started in 2011 and it's gone up to 65 And, yeah, that's all we need to charge, you know, and we tell you everything up front. So, and that's the way it should be, you know. Absolutely. There shouldn't be any hidden costs. And I know I've had a couple of experiences with getting websites done and um, and there are, you know, the costs keep adding up and adding up and, um, yeah. and, and it's challenging. So good on you. Good on you for looking at, okay, what are the challenges that are faced with web design, et cetera, and how can we simplify that for the customer? Because at the end of the yeah. day, it's about the customer. If we don't deliver on 100%. what the, the customer wants, then we don't have a business really, do we? So it sounds like no. you're doing that and, and you're doing that very successfully. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we've kind of just ridden the, ridden the wave with wherever it's taken us. And I think in terms of Stevens Consulting, it's always just been about playing to your strengths yeah. uh, and, and making information digestible. Uh, and accessible to everyone, you yeah. know. And simplified. This guy, this, <laughs> yeah. And no no fifteen thousand dollar quotes, you know. Yeah. Uh, I remember looking at that quote actually when they I got to, I, I actually got that quoted to myself to set up a website for something, um, a business that I was setting up a long time ago, twenty no, not a long time ago, twenty fourteen or something. And uh yeah, a lot of it I realised I asked them to itemize it for me. And then once I kind of looked at it myself in a business structure, I realised that most of it was overheads. Yeah. Like the things yeah. they had to include because they had a business in the city, you know, sorry, a location in the city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they had a guy who sat down and did uh, like think tank marketing. Like he would, you were basically paying for them to sit at a round table and talk to one another. Yeah. 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 Like talk to me. Like uh, it's my business, you know, like talk to me over the phone for five minutes. Don't charge me two hours for a round table. Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. It's just simplifying the process really, isn't it? And just saying, yeah. This is where we are. Where do we want to be, and um, and what's required yeah. to get there? What do we need to do? And demystifying the charging process a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think customers and consumers are smart now, anyway, aren't they? Well, they're becoming a lot more savvier, um, and they do they do question what is what are these mm. costs? What are they for? And and, and you've really just played to that with your business, which is great. Yeah. See, but I thought that too, you know. I was like, who would pay this much? But these, you know, some of some these companies do. I know, they pay a lot. And I think the thing is we are more intelligent, but we're also time poor, you know. So, you know, taking time to organise a quote and have it explained to you and stuff like that, sometimes, you know, when you've got five or six things going on, when you, when you, you know, you own a considerable, business, you know, considerable company, sometimes it's just easy to go, ah, oh, just get it done. That's you know, very so I think true. They play... Yeah, I think they play a little bit on that fact that they know we're time poor. Yeah. We don't want to start again from the start with another company getting quotes and stuff. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's yeah, I've, I've actually seen that happen, you know, to a couple of clients of mine, and I've just been standing there like, oh, this is just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about PMP Training Company? This is a business you've just launched, and it's very exciting. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, uh, PMP Training Company uh, is an amalgamation of some contacts that I made through the Culture Business Women's Awards. So it was sort of born of the fact that we all sat down uh, and had a lot of time and breakfast and things like that to catch up. And so me, naturally, I couldn't help myself. I jumped straight in and started asking everyone what they what they did, you know, <laughs> if they needed a website, you know. <laughs> couldn't help myself. Um, and, yeah, there was a couple of really, really great doctors there, uh, gynecologists and uh, ultrasonologists and things like that. And uh, they started to talk to me about Active Playgroup, which was a, a side project, a side company that I had where uh, I got mums and children into the gym together. And it's actually this, you know, the the key thing that launched me into this area. And um, they started asking, you know, how do I feel about, you know, women in the training, in the, in the gym and training space? And I said to them, look, it's really good. I said, the PTs are really good. I said, the only problem is that nobody knows what prolapse is. Nobody knows, uh, you know, when women are breastfeeding, they need additional calories. You can't cut them down from calories. So all these Absolutely. things are happening. They're happening on the ground in front of my face every day. And uh, I was really fortunate in that my partner at the time owned a gym. And so I spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, these PTs were great. They were trying to self-educate really, really, but, you know, they were always going online, looking at different things. You know, they were intelligent people. But the search for in fitness that they had done or Diploma of Fitness or however you look at it, the search three, I think, um, none of these actually contain, because I went in and I broke down the training packages, and none of these actually contain anything about women in pregnant, you know, women during pregnancy or post postnatally or it doesn't really talk about any of that. Mm, so you saw a so gap? What, yeah, because what we're essentially doing, the doctors are telling me, you know, it's great, we're encouraging women to go to the gym more and more and more. Uh, and then on the other side, I saw they're going to the gym, but, it, you know, there's this great sort of disconnect. And the best one I probably saw was um, a lady came and saw me and she went to a major a major gym chain and came to me and said, oh, I'm really scared, you know, this thing happened. And I said, what was it? And she said, oh, well, I went in there. And I just had a baby and I had a prolapse. Uh, so she had a prolapse, a, a sort of a double prolapse. And um, she said, I, I was telling the PT what it was and they didn't know what it was. And so I had to explain it, obviously, because you do a pre-health check. Mm. And, um, you know, without even thinking, I think just as a natural reaction, this young PT sort of looked at her and went, oh, gross. Oh. And so you can imagine, yeah, you can, and it's not the PT's fault. They're just... You know, they, they don't, they've never heard it before, yeah. you know, and they're young. They don't know what they don't know. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nervous yeah. reaction yeah. thing. Yeah. But it, it was enough to absolutely destroy her, you can imagine. Aww. You know, uh, just had a baby, things like that. So it's this disconnect that I was talking to them about. And I said, you really, we really need to kind of get together, all of us, and create something that talks to the PT and gives them the information they really want. So they're intelligent people, you know, you can give them mental health information about what happens to mums, information about what happens to them physiologically and biologically. Um, you know, and we can, you know, ed educate this group of people and they can upskill and we can, you know, if we do it all for free and we, you know, we kind of get together, then we can sell it for free. Uh, sell it for cheaply, sorry, not for free. Jeez. That'd be a, that'd be a good company, wouldn't it? It Turn certainly would zero. be. Business <laughs> <laughs> woman of the year, 10 over zero. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of what we did. So we spent we spent the last uh, six months uh, all together putting training information together, and um, yeah, that's it's now online. It's at um, 
uh, www.ppspecialist.com. Yep. And uh, you can look it up there and uh, any PTs can go and do it or you can recommend that they do it. And uh, then that sort of, you know, every PT that does it, they get sent out to all of their local health uh, supportive system like maternal child health centres and things like that so they can refer people directly to our PTs that are specifically trained. Wonderful. And is it on demand? So there's no set time frame, so you can basically start it whenever you like? Who can start it whenever they like? The PTs, the, the training. Oh, yeah, sorry, of course. Yeah, so it's on, it's fully online. Yep. And the reason that we did that was so that it could go rural and regional because yep. that's really important that we start to get that information out really and regionally. So we kind of had to put it all online. At uh, self-paced, they can enroll whenever they want. Yeah, perfect. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And ha- when? how long ago did you launch? I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first training release happens uh, on the 16th of May, yep. so in a couple of weeks. And then I think the website went live, not last Saturday, but the Saturday before. So very, very new. Oh, well, congratulations. And it's Thanks. it's great to see us being proactive and, you know, women being proactive and looking at the challenges that we face and the gaps in the market and actually, you know, solving problems. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the ladies that I've been working with, they were, were really good and really proactive and it kind of, you know, like you say, it kind of got it got me going a little bit, which was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I needed a bit of a kick in the bum, but um yeah, so it's been really wonderful. It really is a is a lesson in in female collaboration, but also in multi industry collaboration. Because when you think about it, it's someone like myself representing training and fitness, and then you know really high level gynecological doctors and specialists yeah. and things like that, just coming together in a room and talking about what we should be telling personal trainers and creating learning outcomes from it. Yeah. And in itself, that's a pretty extraordinary thing. I mean, you couldn't organise that in a formal sense. It would just—it has to be something like this. It's wonderfully informal yep. and organic. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, there's something else I wanted to talk to you about, Alicia. Something that's uh, for me um, really close to my heart, and that's the gender pay gap, which is exists, and obviously it shouldn't. Um, I believe we need to start looking at people, their skills and experience, not necessarily gender, and. I've never really considered myself a feminist. In my mind, I'm a business person getting a job done. However, Mm. um, having gone through the Telstra Business Women's Awards and actually becoming aware of uh, the gap that exists out there, um, I think it's really important that we have conversations um, around the gap and, and that we start to talk to women about, and particularly the next generation of women, about um, you know, owning their worth and taking a seat at the table and demanding equality. Because I know from my perspective, that's what I've always done. Um, I've demanded my worth um, and accepted it. So it's never really been an issue for me, but I've become aware that it is a widespread issue. So I wanted to know, what are your thoughts on this subject? I think, yeah, look, I don't have too too many, uh, I try not to have too many opinions on it for this reason, but I, I will tell you something, uh, you know, in terms of the generations coming before and after. My parent, my mum was a breadwinner and my dad was a stay-at-home okay. uh, parent and probably the first that I knew of that kind, uh, you know, back, I was born in 85, so back, you know, early 90s. And uh, my parents uh, raised two daughters and uh, in terms of the way that the, the gender pay gap is going to uh, evolve, I only have this to say about it, really. 
I got told when I was growing up that I could have anything that I wanted in terms of a job. And, you know, my mum did all that great stuff. You can be anything you want and, you know, all the things we tell our kids. But girls of my generation really believe that. We really believe that we can. Uh, when I walk into anywhere, be it, you know, in a prison, in army or whatever, I'm aware that I'm the only female in the room, but it doesn't bother me. You know, it's not something where, you know, I think, oh, no, you know, everyone's going to think I'm inferior. Everybody does, you know, or not everybody, but some people do. There's, there's no getting around it. You know, there is that generation gap where some people look at you and think, oh, whatever. But, um, you know, for myself, my mum did a really good job in making sure that my sister and I were fully aware that because we're females, it doesn't mean anything. You know, uh, you go in there, you do the job that you can, and if you're a leader, then lead. You know, if you're a company CEO, then be a company CEO. It doesn't really make a difference whether you're a female or a male. So, um, you know, in terms of this generation coming up now, you know, my generation and, and hopefully the generation after me and my kids, I'm hoping that that cultural change that I experienced on, on a really localised way is, is going to uh, start creating some impact on this pay gap and, and we will see a difference. Does that make sense? It does. And I absolutely agree with you, I suppose, um, I too was uh, never necessarily aware of it because I believed that I'm the master of my own destiny and I can yeah. do whatever I choose to do. And it wasn't that I was necessarily raised that way. I suppose it just never really dawned on me that there perhaps could be limits. So I yep. I continued to pursue my career um, without uh, allowing limits to come into place. And, um, I mean, for myself as well, uh, being a CEO, you know, and I've been in industries that are male-dominated, but I've never let that bother me. It's never become mm. – it was never an issue for me. Um, yeah. And, and I want to encourage uh, all of the generations to think like that, that yeah. if you want to achieve something, set yourself – the goal and work to achieving that and, and don't let anybody limit you regardless of whether it's male or female. That's it. And literally just go for it. You know, I think people generally uh, get really tied up in the gender pay gap, but really glaze over this, what is probably a generationally important first step. Does that make, you know, that, you know, you have your, your generation has produced a generation now or the generation before us has produced a generation now of women who just see themselves as great leaders you know and and not you know not necessarily we have you know we weren't you know the great feminist times we didn't really go through that we didn't burn our bras we didn't you know we were just born into this great luxurious generation <laughs> where our mums told us we were awesome and we fully believe it you know <laughs> and we are though right <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, uh, my dad was there like yeah you can do it whatever you want you know and I was like yeah that's right you know and I went into every boardroom in the back of my mind going I can do whatever I want because my dad told me I could you know yeah. and that's yeah as silly as it sounds it's it's true, and it doesn't mean that you don't get your heart broken a little bit, you know, where people don't look at you and put you down and belittle you here and there. Of but course. the reality of it is there's so much going on now that who's got time to pay attention to that mess? Yeah, you, know, you just kind absolutely. of keep moving. Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose my point to it was that when it became evident to me that uh, there are a lot of women that don't take the same approach, um, you know, I felt like I yeah, needed to have conversations around it because – like you say, we we own our worth and we're not allowing, I suppose, people's judgments to limit us. And it's so important for 
the young women or the next generation to hear that and and yeah. to really own that and and to own their worth. Yeah, absolutely. And always keep in mind to be nice to the blokes. You know, I've got a lot of guys underneath me with the consulting company and stuff like that that work for me. And uh, they need just as much care and love, you know, as the girls do because they're not 100% sure where they sit in this whole environment. (laughs) I think in general we just, you know, my philosophy is always about doing the right thing and being nice to everybody, you know, Um, and leading a life. Yeah, but but just leading a life of of doing the right thing regardless of the circumstances, and that is so important. That's right. You never get rich and powerful, but you'll be happy forever. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wish you all the best with it. I'm sure it'll be a huge success. Thank you very much, and it was really lovely to be on the podcast. I'm lovely to talk to you. You're a legend. You too, you too. Thank you so much for your time today. No worries. Have a really good rest of the day. You too.